drop the abacus, and get ready to get informed because it's time for Sensible Chat. Today, we'll talk about how to survive the financial madness of the holiday quarter, September through December. There's no denying that knowledge is power, and that's what these episodes are all about, empowering you to take control of your finances. Sensible Bobby has helped many people understand their finances, and she's always looking out for ways to improve spending, save a buck, and make sure you have the best information to make the best choices with your money. You can reach her at sensiblechat at gmail.com. Now, putting in her two cents, which is actually worth something, here's Sensible Bobby. Ho, 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 everybody. Believe it or not, the holiday spending season is already upon us. The time when people can amass large amounts of debt, the gift that keeps on giving, well beyond this holiday season and potentially many more. So how do we spend wisely through the giving season? I've got some tips, so let's get into it. We're getting into the time of year that my husband Scott likes to call the holiday quarter, when stores start bombarding you with Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas all at once, endlessly. It's an expensive time of year, every year, yet many of us feel financially unprepared every year. Worse yet, some of us don't think about it until the new year when the swollen credit card bill brings us back to reality. This is supposed to be a festive time of year, not another money stressor. So let's look at ways we can survive the financial madness of the holiday quarter. Now, I'm not a big shopper, so I don't have a lot of ideas on couponing, sales, and things like that. There are a ton of those ideas online. But what I am big on is drawing up a sensible spending plan so you can participate in the season without buyer's remorse in January. The first thing to do is declare that this won't happen again. Commit to starting holiday savings for next year in January. Think of it as a New Year's resolution you can actually keep. I mean, you're going to spend the money anyway, so why not make it easier and put a little aside at a time? That way you don't have to stress about coming up with a big chunk all at once. Now that we've set ourselves up for the future, let's deal with the present. We're at the end of September, so we've got about a month to deal with Halloween. This means costumes, candy, decorations, and any expenses related to attending or throwing parties. Can you afford it all? Let's find out. First, determine how much money you have to spend on Halloween stuff between now and October 31st. And by the way, the available balance on your credit card doesn't count. This is your Halloween budget. Next, Ballpark the amount of money you typically spend for costumes, candy, decorations, and parties during Halloween. If you don't remember what you've spent in the past, look back at old bank or credit card statements. Chances are you can find these online. You can also window shop online and find out what the going rate is for the costumes, decorations, and other things you're considering. Use the average dollar amount as your ballpark for each item. Now, add the dollar amounts of all the items and subtract the total from your Halloween budget. Do you have enough money to pay for everything? If so, great. If not, keep listening. Now you need to prioritize your spending. It's a bummer when you find out you don't have enough money to do everything you want. But it's worse when you use your credit card to spend the money anyway and end up with buyer's remorse. It might not be so bad if you only felt it once, but chances are you'll feel it when you're spending the money, when you're using whatever you spent the money on, and when you get the bill. Not to mention the fact that now you're spending extra on interest charges. Is it really worth it? If not, list your expenses in order of importance. Then assign an amount of money to each expense, starting with the most important, until you reach zero. Any expenses you don't have money for gets cut. For example, costumes. Now the kids are probably going to be the first priority in this category. But if you're looking to cut costs here, consider getting creative with their costumes and get them involved. Maybe you can create a costume from items you already own. 
Once the kids have costumes, and if there's not enough left for yours, get creative again, or reuse an old one. It might also be fun to trade with friends. Next is candy. Now, if candy doesn't fit into your budget, or it's not that important, just turn the lights off and go to bed early. You can also cut costs by buying cheaper candy, or buying in bulk and splitting the cost with friends. Next is decorations. Unless you're having a party, do you really need them? If not, skip it altogether. If they're a must, but you're low on funds, hit the thrift stores and go cheap. Or get creative and make your own. And then there's the parties. If you've already planned a party, you're committed, so try to cut costs wherever possible. But if you haven't invited anyone yet, consider putting it off until next year and establish a budget for it. Then you can throw an epic party. Once Halloween is out of the way, here comes Thanksgiving. This, of course, is mostly about the food, but for some, travel is also involved. You've got two months to plan for this one, so you might be able to save a bit more to add to your Thanksgiving budget. Again, make a list of expenses you'll need to cover, including food if you're hosting Thanksgiving dinner, or any travel expenses you need to plan for. Establish a ballpark dollar amount for each expense and total them up. Based on the money you have now and the time you have until Thanksgiving, will you have enough money for everything? If not, make a priority list and see how far you can stretch that budget. If you run out before you make it through the list, consider what cuts you can make or look for ways to save money. If you're trying to cut costs on travel, here are a couple things I've heard about from NerdWallet, AAA, and other sources that you can try. First, book your flights as early as possible to get the best rate. If you need a rental car, use a rental place somewhere other than the airport. The savings are many times big enough that even if you have to Uber from the airport to a rental car facility, it's well worth it. And ask for any discounts you may be entitled to with your AAA, Costco, or other membership clubs. Also, check your credit card benefits because some provide travel discounts and perks you might not even be aware of. Here are a couple ideas for cutting costs on food. First, take your guests up on their offer to bring a side dish. This will also save you time in the kitchen. And of course, scour the internet for coupons and sales at the grocery stores. Now Christmas has a lot more moving parts. There's the food, gifts, wrapping, cards, shipping, travel, outings, parties. It's endless. And it really adds up fast. The good news is you've got three months to plan for this one and save up a bit more money. So again, make a list of expenses you'll need to cover, establish a ballpark dollar amount for each item, and total them up. But how can you possibly budget for gifts when you probably don't have a list of what you're going to get for each person? Here's what works for me. First, make a list of all the people you'll buy for. Second, establish a set dollar amount for how much you'll spend on each person. Then add the dollar amounts together and you have your Christmas gift budget. I find it easier to spend the same amount on all adults and a smaller amount that's the same for all the kids. So if I budget $50 for adults and $25 for kids, I'll need $250 to cover four adults and two kids. Now, add your gift budget to the list of expenses like wrapping, cards, outings, food, and other things, and you'll know how much you need to have the Christmas you desire. If you don't have enough money on hand and can't save the difference by Christmas, consider where you can cut costs or cut out expenses entirely. While all of this makes good financial sense, I'm certainly not advocating that you go to extremes. There are certain things you only get one shot at. If you have a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity or you'll miss out on important family time, I say do it, as long as it's not going to put you in financial peril. But be honest with yourself about it. What's important and what's not? That's what all of this is about and why prioritizing is such a big part of it. 
In the end, the real benefit is thinking it through. If you've never sat down and thought about all the costs associated with an event or a holiday, the amount you're spending may come as quite a shock. Just remember, you have the power to decide how to use your money instead of watching helplessly as it flows out of your hands. Thank you so much for listening. I've really enjoyed our time together. I know I gave you a lot of information, but everything's available at sensiblechat.com under the tips link. I'm looking forward to our next chat. Until then, keep spending and saving the sensible way. That does it for this edition of Sensible Chat with your host, Sensible Bobby. If you need help creating a spending plan, write to her at sensiblechat at gmail.com for your free evaluation. She'd love to know what you're thinking, so drop her a line at sensiblechat at gmail.com. That's sensiblechat at gmail.com with your questions, comments, or success stories. Be sure to catch our next episode when Sensible Bobby talks about your year-end money-do list at sensiblechat.com. That's sensiblechat.com.